marred by allegations of fraud, violence and intimidation, the time of Tuluba's departure was tense. Adding to this was the unwillingness of Tuluba to step aside having served two terms already. Instead, he sought to amend the constitution to suit it to his desires and his thirst for power, his thirst for authority. With a tarnished reputation, he sought to salvage what was left of his demeanor, finally endorsing Mwanawasa as his successor. Welcome to episode 8 of Econ with Phantom. Compassionate and humble. In 2002, after defeating 10 other candidates, Mwanawasa, a man who cared deeply for his country people, a man who sought after the well-being of the vulnerable, rose to power. Though his communication ability was not on par with his predecessor, his intellect surely made up for it. A man that was determined and courageous enough to make a difference in the land. Going against the norm of politicians, his integrity and honesty were clear for all to see when he exposed and prosecuted many cases of corruption and abuse of power, most prominent of which was of his former mentor and predecessor, Frederick Chiluba. Chiluba and his associates were accused of stealing over 40 million United States dollars by various schemes from the state treasury. Schemes like diverting public funds to offshore accounts, awarding contracts to shell companies, otherwise known as front companies. Let me know if you would like me to explore this um, concept further in the comments. Beside his unwavering pursuit for integrity in public office, Mwanawasa proved to be quite the strategist. Over the next five years following his election, Mwanawasa assembled a prolific team of knowledgeable, skillful, and disciplined individuals to his cabinet. Some of the most notable names being Nganduma Gande, who was arguably the best minister of finance to grace Zambian politics, and also Caleb Fundanga, the former Bank of Zambia governor, and Mumba Malila as attorney general. His appointments ensured integrity of the utmost while representing a diverse ethnic cabinet, including Bembas, Tongas, Kaondes, among other tribes. Mr. Mwanawasa is as well fondly remembered for having a high turnover of vice presidents. Having four different vice presidents over the course of four years most notably being Rupia Banda and Nervous Mumba, with just three years separating their appointments. Soaring inflation, high interest rates, and the negative effects of the slumping copper prices in the 2000s were among the problems Mwanawasa had to grapple with, some of them courtesy of his predecessor. The staggering amount of debt held by Zambia condemned it to a highly indebted poor country classification by IMF. Corruption in the previous regime, a slumping economy and staggeringly low copper prices were a tale of the day. Mwanawasa needed to ramp up and get a move on, and he did, 
just that. The winter maize project. Maize, a staple food of the Republic traditionally planted during the rainy season from October to May, was threatened by droughts. Two back-to-back droughts placed 2.9 million Zambians in a tough position. Producing maize in the off-season was suggested, but skeptics did not hold back their criticism of the move. The cost of production was insanely high. The influential Zambian Farmers Union as well cried out its concern. Gary Combo aired out his lack of faith in the project, saying there was nothing to be excited about. Due to the droughts, there was a shortage of maize in the land. America, a small country in the West, offered to give some help. Levy rejected it, citing the food could be harmful to our country people, saying the maize was genetically modified. Hmm, sounds familiar, doesn't it? If you're enjoying the podcast, um, a sub to the channel would be projectful. By 2003, the project was yielding 800,000 tons of maize a year. An insane incredible success for Levy and the people of Zambia. It pumped up his political sphere too, but he was not going for that obviously because you know he was a man of integrity. Yeah. Sadly, for the skeptics, the people were fed, maize produced, and most importantly, the Americans ate their GMOs. I mean, Levy was right. The Renaissance of the Mines By bringing investors from Canada, Europe, and America, Levy was able to resuscitate a dying sector that had been in freefall since the 1970s. Increased market prices of copper and discoveries of new minerals coupled with effective policy of the Mwanawasa administration revamped the once dominant titan of the copper belt, breathing life into its belt conveyors pumping zeal and belief into the miners that all is not lost. The payment of nearly $35 million out by the government to the miners who had unfortunately lost their jobs during privatization restored hope and restored faith among the citizens. The economy. Most notably, however, of Manawasa's achievements, it can be argued that one stands out the most. In 2005, his administration managed to secure debt relief in excess of 130 million United States dollars a year over the next two decades. That's 2.7 billion dollars, ladies and gentlemen. With an annual economic growth of 5%, his administration were doing well. Politicians will always be politicians. Opposition parties dismissed Mwanawasa's economic success as a smokescreen to the endemic poverty. Arguably, the most famous moment came from Mr. Michael Chilufiasata, the former president, when he asked the journalist if people eat inflation. A gloomy cloud dawns the land. Following a stroke at the African Union conference, the leader 
the titan of a man. Mr. Mwanawasa was hospitalized in Paris after the incident. Levi Mwanawasa's condition continued to deteriorate. Having performed a surgery initially described as successful, doctors at Percy Military Hospital could not save Levi. Passing the announcement on national television, Rupia Banda said the nation would be mourning for seven days. His demeanor, his intellect, and his strategy won him over to the Republic's people. His speeches and great passion about the people's plights won their hearts. A man of integrity like none seen before, it was indeed a great time of sorrow for Zambia. This has been Econ with Phantom. Happy New Year.